welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 8, Episode 4. We call him Jordy The Forge. The book, Star Trek The Next Generation X-Men Planet X. The year? I don't remember. Chapters 9 through 11. We've your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go. A person who would stick his dick through a hole in a shower wall has no honor. That's what I do. I press the button that says cloak. Such is my distaste for Cyclops. Anyone sees you fucking this statue, they know you want to fuck. Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Star Trek and X-Men novel discussion Expanded Universe podcast. I'm Jeff. That's John. Hey, yeah. 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 Hey, Jeff. How you doing? I'm appreciating this stuff, but uh, <laughs> oh, it's getting better and better. Now, can you do Peter Laurie? I do know if I can. No, you can't. Never mind. No. Thanks. Peter for- Laurie's real hard to do. <laughs> Which is funny because if you ask like literally any person who worked for uh, like Looney Tunes in the 40s, they're like, no, Peter Laurie's the only thing you do. No, nah, man, you just have one guy and he can do Peter Laurie real well. I'm guessing that was probably Mel Blanc. Probably. Mel Blanc could do whatever. I'm sure he could do it. He could just knock. <laughs> do anything he wants. Mel, Mel Blanc has carte blanche. <laughs> If Mel Blanc marches into your home and, den- and deny- denies you, you, then you are denied, because such is the fury of Mel Blanc. <laughs> denied. That's right. <laughs> I think this deny culture has gone too far. Mel it's Blanc the- says denied me. <laughs> yeah, in the 40s, it was the deny culture. Yeah. I shan't grant you entrance, they said. And then the other guy was like, shan't? It's just the 40s. <laughs> what are you even doing? What's going on? <laughs> You're denied. <laughs> oh, this deny culture is keeping people from doing whatever they want. Look, Bob Hope has to go entertain troops now. Look, Bob Hope can't do comedy anymore with this deny culture. <laughs> I think we're just stretching because the episode, the chapters weren't that interesting. Oh, they're super interesting. Okay, fine. Fire. Well, why don't you go ahead and lead us on this wonderful journey then? Oh, hell yeah. It certainly isn't because I'm feeling extraordinarily lazy right now. <laughs> Certainly not. Yeah. And so, of course, you would kick it over to me, known non-lazy person, John. That, that'll show you exactly how lazy I'm feeling at the moment, where I'm like, John, it- <laughs> known for his high energy and enthusiasm. I've been trying to wring blood from my own stone all day, and it didn't Whoa, work. hey, put that away. Maybe maybe you got- <laughs> I'm trying to wring blood from that thing. Wringing blood from the family stone. Uh, so, we're going to start out on Chapter 9. With the only thing that I remember from this book when I read it originally as a young like teenager, turd. like 13 or so. Turd, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as yeah a young, young turd. As a young turd. <laughs> well, as a kid, I was a skid. <laughs> and nobody knew my name. <laughs> uh, and that is the world-famous Wolverine and Worf go to the holodeck adventure. Uh, yeah, yeah, so... We knew this was going to happen because when the X-Men started arriving in the transporter room on the Enterprise, Worf and Wolverine made this plan, like, immediately. Oh, yeah. He was like, I got to see that hollow. What's it? Let's get back to that holodeck you were talking about. How can you remember hollow and not deck from the thing? (laughs) Calling it a hollow what's it is you just being actually obtuse about this. The thing is, it's useful for the purposes of narrative, though, because if he was like, take me to that what's a deck? They'd be like, well, which one? All the sh- Every level of this ship is a deck. Yeah, I mean, he could have just been like, take me to that weird place where you can make whatever, and also, I guess, bang chicks. Oh, you mean your own danger room? Sure, we'll take you to your own danger hey, room. I can't bang chicks in the danger room. Sure you There's can. There's a sign up. <laughs> I mean, I can, but I gotta clean up. <laughs> and let me tell you, I'm the best there is at what I do, and what I do is make a real big mess. And <laughs> not clean up. <laughs> I'm like the opposite of Riker. Incredibly sloppy. (laughs) When I'm done with you, there's no non-wet spots to lay in. (laughs) It's all wet spots. (laughs) Bub. (laughs) It's just sweat. It's not even the gross fluids. (laughs) I mean, still kind of gross, though. It's a little gross. It's still still pretty gross. (laughs) But you can run a black light over it and feel okay about yourself. Well, you think so, until you realize that he has, like, the legacy virus or something. (laughs) Oh, no. Wolverine, we have some bad news. Wolverine, it turns out you, you've you got hypervirus. We ran some black light over your excessive sex sweat. 
<laughs> Why wasn't that the name of this episode? <laughs> it's not too late. We can we can always change. We it. can fix these things in post. Uh, so yeah, the two of them are going into the holodeck, and it is a steamy, stinky, hot jungle, and. Wolverine, of course, is like, oh, I prefer it colder. Have I mentioned lately I'm Canadian? I prefer it a little more frosty. Eh, I prefer a chocolate frosty. Given the amount that these characters constantly say, you know, like, ah, that also happened to me in a previous engagement that I was involved in, I was really surprised that Wolverine let the this is like the Savage Land oh, right? reference pass by. That's kind of a surprise, right? Yeah. It was weird to see him ex- exhibit even the smallest amount of restraint. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, well, if there's one thing Wolverine is known for, it's his restraint. It's the, it's that smallest amount of restraint he has. Uh, and of course, even uh, Worf is like, yeah, this is not my ideal because it stinks in here. Yeah, like but... there's something about the plants that are nasty. But it was made by Alexander. This is a gift from my horrible son. <laughs> <laughs> now, never talk to me or my horrible son again. <laughs> Seriously, he's the worst. Have you seen this kid? I just, need, I just needed to mention him. By the way, I don't know if you're knowing what nobody's up to these days, Wolverine, but he's like on a Klingon ship as the ship's joke. I don't know. This is uh this is a thing that happened in the Deep Space Nine. He's he's basically like the jester for Klingons. <laughs> so, have you seen that episode of DS9? It is so sad. <laughs> You poor bastard. You finally see Alexander, and he's managed to get into the Klingon military, and he's on a ship, but he's the person on the ship who fucks everything up. He's just the slow Joey of the ship. <laughs> he's, he's the Wesley of that Klingon ship. I mean, he's just constantly falling down and messing stuff up, and there's a whole thing where, like, Worf is trying to teach him to not be shitty, and by the end of the episode, it turns out that the people on the ship like him that way. <laughs> They're like, no, don't mess with him. He's our shitty mascot. Come on. Every time he fucks up, we're like, <laughs> classic. Oh, won't you ever have any honor, little toot? <laughs> That's his nickname. Your, your son Rip is online, toot. <laughs> Well, anyway, Alexander was the one who designed me this stink jungle, so <laughs> here you go. <laughs> now, the the actual program is, I guess, just the best fighters from various aliens. So it's, it's just, like, yeah, it's okay, just aliens uh, come out. Well, it's like, okay, we're going to get Orion Swordsman, and we get, like, Bargathath Axemen, and... Yeah, we get a Blingleflonk and a Trumdingy. Yeah, you get a couple that you're like, oh, I know what those are. And then they just mention some things that I'm almost certain you could find on Memory Alpha, but I have never heard of? Exactly. Uh, the only one I... Honestly, the only one I was familiar with off the top of my head was the Orion. I know what an Orion is, but everything else was like... Oh, you had a Chardonnay and a Bandalore. Yeah, and a, a Shriton. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of crap in here that when you see it, you're like, Did, were you unable to figure out, like, a, what other races there were? A Drillican. <laughs> well, given that the the amount of, like I said just a minute ago, the amount of absurd references to things, that oblique references to things that happened in episodes that we're encountering on this. Like, later on, we're going to get a moment in one of these chapters where Jordy goes, Oh, I kind of remember what that one episode where me and Ro Laren got sent out of phase for a couple of seconds. Uh, so, so like the, the idea that they're not they're, the author didn't put in the work to be like I I don't know it's some Nausicans and a Breen, or at least give me something like uh, it's one of those like salt shapeshifter monsters or something. <laughs> Had to be such a fuck you to Wolverine. Oh yes, of course. I have set the thing to the maximum battle settings. You should have a wonderful time. And he goes in there, and that gross monster just shoots a beam at him, and he dies instantly. Ah, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> That's what I did to Tasha Yar as well. <laughs> That's why I'm security chief. No, you're not. You left the ship years ago. Shut up, you. <laughs> uh, I get enough lip from my crappy son. <laughs> my garbage idiot jester son. Well, so yeah, the, basically a bunch of, you know, one day player aliens come out and they're like, ah, and they've, all, they've all got whatever their signature thing is. So yeah. like the Orion has a sword, but then you've got like a guy who's a whip guy and someone with a trident. There's a Garrett guy too. So there's yeah. just, there's just a dude. Some out, assassin with a garrote. Yeah. Some dude with just some piano wire. The, the noted assassin tool of his species. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that comes to my mind though, when this is happening is... Man, how fucked up is it if you're Worf and you're doing this program with Wolverine 
and he can just regenerate from anything. Well, notably, that's the way the program more or less ends, is, is they stumble out of the place having gotten a bunch of fights, and Worf's all beat up and shitty, and one of his teeth is missing and stuff, and Wolverine is fine. He's just like, that was great, let's do it again, this time let's also fuck. <laughs> Put that in the program. <laughs> Uh, don't worry, my shitty kid did already. <laughs> Meanwhile, Banshee and, and Riker are hard at work on the... the well, let's get to the full joke, though, because ultimately at the end of this thing, they get in a big dumb fight, they fight about six bad guys, kick all their asses, and it's real easy. Oh, we also get an interesting reveal, I thought, in that we now know it's Boneclaw Wolverine specifically. Oh, I knew that... I don't think I mentioned it during the bonus content, but it is Boneclaw Wolverine mm -hmm. during the comic prequel to this. Okay. Uh, and so it is, of course, still Boneclaw during this because it takes place directly after. Yeah, it's like a day and a half later. So he does not have adamantium on his on his bones or his skeleton bones. No, but that also means it's a little slice of time in the Boneclaw period before he went feral Wolverine. Yes. And uh, after his adamantium was pulled out. So there was a small window of time where you got still sort of in control of his shit wolverine but had bone claws yeah no I, i've always been fascinated by the the uh, tradition of the bone claw wolverine but in my case it's because i was a uh, arcade rat in the in the 90s and you could track when wolverine got bone claws by the marvel fighting games because <laughs> in children of the atom he has metal in marvel uh, contest of uh, or marvel heroes or whatever it's called he has bone claw and then for marvel capcom 2 there's both of them in there you can play as wolverine or bone claw wolverine yes indeed yeah so it's there's a very specific zeitgeist moment here. This is the most dating thing we have encountered. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh, that's right. the The Wolverine thing when he's got the bone claws is also when he gets hyper regeneration. Yeah, he's even more regenerating. Is this the same time as? No, it isn't the same time as when he gets in the big fight with the Hulk. That famous never finished comic. No, no, because he because the the cover is the the claws reflecting Hulk coming at him. So yeah, the. <laughs> The uh, the thing with him was it was supposed to be like, oh, the adamantium was, was actually back because your body was constantly trying to regenerate from having lethal amount of adamantium covering your skeleton. Mm -hmm. So now that it's gone, you're just able to have your full regeneration power. And yeah, and there was a whole thing where he like regenerates from a drop of blood or whatever. Oh, that was because the blood landed on an Mcron crystal. So it hyper viper beamed his regen power from Boy, that. Remember when it was Mcron crystals and not ISO eight? I do. I hate ISO eight. I don't like ISO eight because it's a pain in the ass to say. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't ring, roll off the tongue, especially. Also, I don't like ISO eight because it fucks up every video game now. Oh, every yeah. Marvel game that's ever made at this point has to be like, and you have to collect a billion crystals and break the crystals and glue the crystals to other crystals and if you're play it's a game that's got microtransactions these are the microtransactions these, these fucking crystals look the uh, purple ones will give you a dodge but the red ones give you strength crush up the white ones and snort them crystals uh, yeah it's like that song semi-charmed life <laughs> it's exactly like that semi-charmed life song by some band. Yeah. Third Eye Blind. Semi-Sonic. One of those. <laughs> okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the Goo Goo Dolls. Did you say Semi-Sonic because the song has Semi in it? I might have. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. At the end of this fight, after they've beaten that, Wolverine's like, oh, man. Are we going to actually break a sweat on this one? And he's like, very well, we will turn it to level four. What, we've been coasting on level three this whole time? No, level one. And, like, and oh, then they just get jumped by a shitload of dudes, a and that's the end of that. A bunch more monsters, and meanwhile, in the next holodeck over. <laughs> next holodeck over, Ban Banshee and Riker are just like plowing like <laughs> just dozens of rising slave girl women or whatever Riker looks up and he's like this feels too easy doesn't it computer fuck level four <laughs> we've been on level three no <laughs> level one. <laughs> oh, banshee you're gonna be spongy and bruised <laughs> i'm giving her all i've got <laughs> i've turned from irish into scottish for some reason <laughs> at level four you have to fuck the salt monster 
<laughs> the true challenge of a fuck master. It will dehydrate your dick. <laughs> uh, I'm going to suck the salt right out that dick. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's that's what's happening. They're having a, a holodeck fun time. Uh, ah, yes. The level four sex venture. <laughs> Computer. (laughs) Engage level four. They're going to call this the Riker maneuver. They're going to call a lot of things the Riker maneuver. (laughs) That joke is going to get a lot of traction as we make it through these episodes. Don't even worry about it. Uh, I've got a special sex move where I step around from behind her and just kind of step over her. (laughs) I play leapfrog. (laughs) Is that just because your uniform doesn't fit very well? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) the rest of this chapter is given over to Arid and the rest of the Transformed. And the rest. <laughs> as they prepare for their uh, breakout from prison. He- and Arid is leaning against the wall and is just sort of waiting for the signal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just hanging out, knowing that eventually he's going to have a job to do that's part of the breakout. And that's when, what's his name, Paldul? Uh, or Paul Dool. Paul Dool. Paul Dool. When when Paul Dool, who's when, not who's who's not your pal, buddy. <laughs> pal Dool. <laughs> I'm not your pal Dool, guy Dool. <laughs> I'm not your guy Dool, buddy Dool. <laughs> uh, anyway, that he pops up in his head is like your job is to take out the guard on the right. Go blast his ass when I give the signal. One, two, three, and blast his ass. And what we learn right away is that of the various mutants, a lot of them have energy projection powers because the whole prison complex lights up at a dazzling array of different colors of light beams yeah well you've got however many people have energy projection do that you've got uh corba who's running around she's real quick she's running she's running real quick yeah she's taking guns from like the people on the lower area that mm-hmm. are the guards down there as well as like you have the illusionist lady Steven, who's fucking with people you have someone who turns like 12 feet tall and starts slapping people around he's just walking around up on the parapets 12 feet tall picking up guards and bopping them on the head <laughs> i meant to say he's throwing them over the walls but you know that was, that was but, better you know <laughs> picking up the field guards and bopping them on the head then he gets turned into a goon <laughs> uh that song's got kind of a body horror vibe to it oh yeah of all the little kid songs, that's the one that's like, what's up with this fucking psychopath rabbit in the first place? Well, I mean, he's not even, like, hurting them. He's just picking them up, bopping them on the head, and then letting them go. Yeah, but there are people who are like, hey, man, could you just not do that? And I mean, it's annoying. Could yeah. you not? I honestly cannot remember the person in the song who's like, hey, man, knock that shit off. It's like fucking some fairy or something <laughs> comes out and is like, hey, I'm the spirit of the forest. And if you could just knock that shit off for a hot minute. I am Queen Titania. Let me tell you my entire thing. <laughs> Married to Oberon and starring in a play. And he's like, OK, well, I'm just going to go keep hitting field mice because I, I didn't have a good childhood. And and then she's like, <laughs> I learned bad lessons as a kid. <laughs> I crashed my own house party because <laughs> nobody came. Uh, and she's like, well, if you keep doing that, I will turn you into whatever the fuck a goon is. And he's like, I feel like I'm already a goon, right? Because I'm just inflicting violence on small dudes. By a goon, do you mean like a like a wineskin or what are we, what are we talking here? Is what it, kind of goon are we talking? Is it that vague, big nosed caveman thing from the Popeye cartoons? Is it is it from the the comic book The Goon? Am, oh, am I, I turning turn into it, the goon? You turn me into like a hockey guy? What are we doing here? What's happening? <laughs> little bunny foo. This has been little bunny foo foo. A song examination. Uh, so he blasts a dude, and the dude get, falls down, and then. All hell breaks loose, and everyone's blasting everyone, and there's blasts, and the, there's a super speedster running around. She's basically just tapping all the weapons of the guards so that they never shoot straight. And, and uh, at one point, Arid's going to get shot, and some dude with luminescent eyes like knocks him out of the way, and he apparently doesn't have good offensive powers. He's not blasting anyone. He's not doing anything against the guards on the ground, but he's just... He's doing his best. God bless him. <laughs> oh, all I can do is have an elephant head and speak every language and make fireworks. Um, <laughs> and make fireworks. I'm a bad powers haver. Uh, They're going to constantly threaten to put me in the movies and then never do. 
Uh, Watch for this one. Jubilee's in it. No, she's not. No, no, that's not happening. <laughs> this one's set in the nineties and Jubilee. Nah, nah no, I'm just, just fucking with you. <laughs> we've made fifteen movies and we've never actually put Jubilee in them. I mean, she's in. She's some, in one of them. She's in several of them technically, but but the uh, technically, the, but it's like on paper she's in some of them. Uh, so they pretty much just beat the shit out of everyone when. Uh, Osan comes out, the guy who's actually in charge of the prison, and is like, whoa, whoa, let me just, everybody calm down. You might not remember Osan because he only showed up in one scene a long time ago. He's very reasonable, but he is also the person who is in charge of keeping them all in this prison. Yeah, I mean, he talked to Arid and was like, I hate the fact that we have to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I regret that we're doing this. I'm trying my best to make it okay. Yes. Uh, but ultimately, he has to come out and be like, guys, please don't do this. Let's talk. And Eric just yells, you never let me contact my family. And he was like, that was stupid. We're going to try and figure out a way to so that you can. And this is when Rahatan, the, the kind of Magneto of the group, so to speak, is like, no, violence instead. And, you know. And he brings a wall, a tumbling down. Mm-hmm. And uh, Osan, blows his horn. Yeah. He marches around the He Fortress for seven days, blowing a <laughs> horn until eventually down fall the walls. <sighs> but, I remember reading some like weird scientific analysis of that event where it was like, oh, no, actually, they poisoned the water. That was. <laughs> no, that- the actual thing they did is they just poisoned them. And then on the seventh day, they just walked in and were like, <laughs> you're all dead. Yeah. I, I remember it was like. It was like, if you really carefully read the text, him blowing his horn is just a warning that they're going to poison the water. And it's, it's like, what are you talking about? And ultimately, he did poison the water, and then he killed all of Cyan's family, and then Cyan joins your party. Because <laughs> he's so mad at Kefka. Huh? Sorry, John, go ahead. Uh, so Osan gets hurt in the tumbling wall, but he's not dead. And they all get the fuck out like that's where this chapter ends Mm -hmm. is they all have freedom now so you know he he brings the wall down uh they made they resolve to tie up the guards and put them in the cells uh and then i don't remember if it's this chapter or next chapter when they when they get assigned they go they go to see moloch in this one in this one yeah okay good then uh the fast corba the fast lady and uh arid are sent to go check on moloch who is the one mutant who has powers but is also like the insane mutant that, yeah. like, can set things on fire. He can set things on fire by looking at them. So the two of them are sent back to kind of, like, look in on him and make sure he'll be okay. They're not going to bring him with them. No, they just want to make sure he's still alive. They're like, I want to make sure that all of the fighting and, like, the earthquaking nonsense that Rahatan did didn't fuck him up. So the thing we learned pretty quickly is that Moloch didn't just get mutated into a dude who has, like, fire starter powers, like, twisted fire starter powers. Oh, yeah, he doesn't just have a bihawk and a nose ring. Yeah, <laughs> No, he's de- he's he's definitely a mutant. He's neither magic people nor voodoo people. Uh, but um, but he uh, he got physically mutated as well, and he's like a frog now. Yeah. So when they go down the like corridor to see him, they hear this croaking noise. Mm-hmm. They're like, "That's weird." And then when they get to him, they're like, "Oh, he's the one doing it. He's got like weird frog sack things going on the side of his neck and." The croaking is him saying his own name. He's basically become a fire Pokemon at this point. Yeah, he's become, yeah, he's basically turned into Moloch, the fire Pokemon. You're absolutely he's right. He's a fire frog Pokemon, and he's just like, Moloch, Moloch. Meanwhile, Riker complaining that if you go to level five, you'll get weird frog sack. <laughs> I've never made it past level five. Weird frog sack. <laughs> Crusher keeps getting really mad at me for doing this. <laughs> Every time I get traipsed back into the, into the uh, sick bay with weird frog sack. <laughs> <laughs> damn it Riker eh, what can I say I'm trying to beat my own record I'm not even going to fix this I'm going to get Nurse Ogawa to do it <laughs> nice if you come back in here one more time with weird frog sack we're rehiring Pulaski Oh, <laughs> oh, poor Pulaski Pulaski was an asshole <laughs> she was so mean to Data yeah that's because she's the worst. Yeah, she was terrible. So anyway, uh, they they check on Moloch, and Moloch has turned... He's got re- black horizontal stripes, or vertical stripes, going all the way up and down him. And he is a fr- uh, an insane frog person, but he has a little semblance... Yeah, he's of- in the insane frog posse. <laughs> yeah, he's got face paint on. He's a total frog <laughs> Uh 
well, he's got those black and white stripes. And <laughs> they check on him, and he is basically fine. He can just say his own name. He vaguely understands what's going on. Uh, he doesn't burn them. Instead, he burns the middle distance in the air between them. Yeah, he just makes a little, like, fire burst go off. And it, you know, Aaron freaks out a little bit, and he flinches back. And then that just makes him happy, and he starts going, Malik, 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 Malik. <laughs> So they leave him some food, and they leave him there. He yeah. is not going with them. No, they're like, well, we're going to make sure he's got enough food, because it might take a while for the government to actually get here. Yeah. We don't want to hurt him or anything, but there's no possible way we are bringing this guy with us. <laughs> Turns out we don't need a fire frog while we're... <laughs> Turn... Hey, look, I'm choosing the other starter. It's fine. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the grass type one. It's okay. Look, if you got Lucka and Frog in your party, then sure, we'll talk about a fire frog double tag. But otherwise, no, pass. Big old frog jumping around on fire. <laughs> it's all early Squeenix with me today. So, so uh, okay. They uh they leave and uh, Moloch in his in his dungeon environment and I think that's the actual end of this chapter. Yeah. So the end is just them being like, all right, we'll leave him. He's got food. He's taken care of, and now we're all gonna leave. And I mean, the next chapter just starts right back up. Yep. It doesn't. You don't relent. Now they're finding themselves out in the Southern California hills, uh, <laughs> out in some scrubland, looking over at the very bad CGI overlay of a city. <laughs> They've done their best to scrub the couple of millionaire houses from the Marin County reservoirs or whatever, and they're like, "Yeah, good enough. This is this is an alien planet. Done." Yeah, you can still see some tire tracks in the background, even though they use hover cars. <laughs> Very clearly, an airplane going by. <laughs> uh, but they're like, "Well, what do we do now?" And it turns out that there's kind of a dissension in the ranks at this point. Well, yeah, there's a the city that they see down below because they're Verdeen. up on a hill is Verdine, and they're like, "All right, Rahatan is." goes full magneto at this point he's like ah yes we'll go to verdine and we will take it over it will be our city and at that point very rightfully savin the illusionist, illusionist yeah the one who is rumored to be quite ugly but she uses illusions to make herself beautiful such as the vanity of women <laughs> i don't know i'm just I'm, I'm just speaking directly for the author yeah I, that's that's what i'm doing uh but the uh Steven is like um no like i didn't i just wanted to get out i don't want to go take over a city that's dumb if we take over a city the government will know where we are immediately and we will just get super turbo fucked and rahatan is like okay well then what's your great idea dumbass and she's like We'll split up and get a far, as far away from each other as possible so we have a better chance of not being detected. We'll go ahead and, you know, for those of us who still look just regularly Zoldian, we'll go blend back into society, and anyone who doesn't look like they can blend in can come with me, and I'll just use my illusions to make you look normal until we find a way for you to either disguise yourself or just a place where you can hide away. Oh, Oh, I see. So you'll just use your illusions. And after that, we'll have a sudden spaghetti incident on our hands. I don't think so. <laughs> God damn it, Rotten. <laughs> you see, the problem is that Rahatan has a real appetite for destruction. Yeah, so it's true. <laughs> and I'm, I'm out, John. <laughs> and that's me. <laughs> Uh, what's the uh, something about china uh right that's the, the i don't know the, Chi the china project or something yeah the, the most recent album the, the the one that they spent 20 years working on it was yeah some it had china in the name i don't remember anything else about it i remember nothing about it because i didn't that, listen to anything from it. axel rose but it, it, during that long time he had managed to pupate into a fire frog <laughs> so no one wanted <laughs> no one wanted it uh so rotten at that point is just like Mm, no, you got everyone's gonna come with me, and Steven again is like, I'm not gonna trade being in a prison in this fortress to basically getting your tyranny and being in a prison with you. Yeah, she's like, no, I didn't, I didn't escape so I could be cons conscripted into a slave army. I'm leaving. Yeah, and she goes off, and a couple other people kind of go, uh, you know what? Yeah, sure. Notably, the people who go with her are ones who cannot possibly survive. Like, there's a forearmed guy. I think his name is Forearm. Probably. Yeah, because he's got... That's a great mutant name. Like, if you've got four arms, that's a great name to take. Like, at that point, 
you've got it. You've got it set. You don't you even need to try. It's forearm because there is nothing cooler as a, as a badass name than that part of your arm between your elbow and your wrist. Hell yeah. That's the coolest part of the body. Everyone knows it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, she goes off. A couple people go with her. And then Rahatan loses his shit. Yes, he starts calling her a damned fool. And indeed, he does kill her. Verily. Yeah. He just straight opens up the earth beneath her and then closes it around her. Yeah, buries, he buries her alive. Yeah, crushes her to death and buries her alive. Because he's like, nope, everyone stays together. I am the bad guy now. Yeah, I am the leader. And <laughs> you may be regretting following me now, but now you've also seen I'm willing to murder you. So let's go. Yep. And so off indeed they trudge towards Verdine ah. and Conquest. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Verdine. Man, fucking Rahatan. At that point, there's got to be someone who, like, would blast him. Right, yeah, because there's a whole bunch of people with powerful mutants. He doesn't have that Magneto thing where he's like, mm, magnetism makes me immune to lasers and stuff. Don't don't worry about it. Yeah, I've got a force field for some reason. Mm-hmm. Magnetism. Mm-hmm. I can fly magnetism. I have a power where I can take over your emotions because I have a magnetic personality. Yeah. Okay, yeah, please right. don't. You're not allowed. You have too many powers, Magneto. Stop it. <laughs> you gotta, I also have an electromagno. Stop it. You can't. You, you, you can't, can't do all of this. You, you have to pick one. Uh, but Rahatan's just essentially avalanche as a big bad yeah like a richter basically it, which means there's really no reason anyone else could just be like and laser yo yeah like the second you see him straight up just murder one of your fellow transformed mm-hmm. and be like yeah fuck her she was a cancer and she had to be cut out at that point someone's got to be like uh hi uh why are you space hitler <laughs> apparently i have that kind of special laser blast that only knocks you unconscious so blap blorp <laughs> and blap <laughs> so now but instead they all follow him the like the, the mutant sheep they are the end of this uh has aired going along with everyone and numbly he wondered if the story about Stephen concealing her ugliness was true or if she really was as beautiful as she appeared at that point it shouldn't have mattered anymore but somehow, it mattered a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea, Irid, this purple hulking laser firing doof, doofball is like, I wonder if she was eminently fuckable. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if underneath all that, she was just real banging. Or if she was like a two. <laughs> <laughs> this is very important. And, okay, I get it, author, you're like, Oh, it's very important now because you see it's like, is Rahatan really a good guy and the leader that he's on the outside or is he actually ugly underneath all of that? Mm-hmm. Huh? You see, I'm I'm doing a I'm doing a metaphor now. Yeah, think about it. But what it comes off as is Man, I just can't stop thinking about if she was really hot or not. By the way, if I had forearms, metaphor would be my my uh, X Men name. <laughs> I never metaphor I didn't like. <laughs> And then I get like some dude who has the ability to like become other people, and he'd be simile because he could be similar to them. Well, he'd be like facsimile. He'd be like a... them, yeah, or as them. <laughs> he'd be like like as, <laughs> like such as, <laughs> like as. <laughs> oh, it's beauty queen improv rules. <laughs> uh, Don't forget, like such as. <laughs> uh, and we go from Arid Sovar to Lieutenant Sovar. Hmm. Uh, because wouldn't you know it, uh, Arid has a brother on the Enterprise. Yeah, we've already sister, seen him. I forget. No, he, it's a he. It's a he, yeah. The, his older brother, Ar- uh, uh, Lieutenant Sovar. And he was uh, one of the security guys. Yeah, he's a security officer. He was basically in the same area where Worf was normally standing on the bridge. Yeah, I think he actually has Worf's old job, because Worf doesn't have his old Worf's job. Worf's shitty old job. Yeah, he doesn't want it. <laughs> he's, he's in tactical now. So he shows up at one of his friends place which is uh robinson the person who was doing the transporter room stuff mm-hmm. when the x-men came over yeah remember that when when uh wharf came aboard and he was like oh god damn it who are you some fucking nobody this is a prank on me isn't it i was expecting a bridge officer or better you dumb useless boot <laughs> uh sir we don't even wear boots they're just shoes that are connected to the shut up you <laughs> <laughs> there's no honor in wearing onesies <laughs> And speaking of onesies, me undies has one. 
I'm sorry. Uh, uh. Use the promo code fuck level four. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're getting ready. Robinson is currently in another room, still getting ready to go out for the night because they're going to go get drinks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sovar is just like, I'm in a bad mood. Meh. Yeah, he's grumpy. But he is, if there's one thing he is good at, apparently, it's spotting 20th century Earth sculptures. Yeah, I guess. Because he's like, hang on to Robinson. Is that an original Richard Sarah? Is <laughs> Is that an original Michael Sarah? Is that an original Sarah Angel? <laughs> Is that an original Chris Angel? <laughs> Is that an original Chris Isaac? <laughs> Is that an original Isaac Hayes? <laughs> Is that an original Isaac the Chipmunk? Nah, you didn't use Hayes, you're out. <laughs> Is that an original Hayes Code draft? <laughs> what? Of the draft of the Hayes Code. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, sure. Why I mean, not? Else Everything we... else was humans, but want... sure. The Hayes Code is named after Rutherford B. Hayes. Well, then you should have said, is that an original Rutherford B. Hayes? It's too long. Rules of comedy. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure if the Hayes Code is named after Rutherford B. Hayes. Nobody sent I me made any... that up. I, have no... I made that up entirely. I probably also invented Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> there is no such thing as Rutherford B. Hayes, and I ask you to prove me wrong <laughs> that's me sitting in front of that co- that folding card table on a college campus <laughs> change my mind rutherford b hayes didn't exist <laughs> change my mind uh he he clearly did eh, did he uh, if he existed he'd be on money <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so robinson is like hey what's uh what's your deal why are you so down in the dumps and he's like i'm i'm a little homesick Mostly because my asshole brother mm-hmm. went and had his, like, becoming a man ritual, and he didn't even send me a message. Mm-hmm. He's also grumpy, because Sarah Angels weren't people either, you twerp. <laughs> well, they're humanoid. <laughs> no, they're creature angel. <laughs> yeah, but they protect humans. <laughs> they make all these humans invincible. That, that's fair. That That is fact. Is that what the original Sarah Angel did? No, she was just flying in. She's like uh, a 4-4 flyer. Vigilance. Yeah, with vigilance. Exactly. It's been a while since I've looked at an early white card. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so yeah, he's like, oh, my brother. I'm feeling a little homesick. My brother didn't even want me to go to the Enterprise because I'm the first Jaldian in Starfleet. I love how many the first and only of a shitload of races there are in Starfleet. Well, I mean, ultimately, there always has to be a first. It's just weird that it takes so long for there to be a second or third. Yeah, it's just like, what are you? I'm the first whatever. Also, you will never see another one of me in any other show, even if this takes place, like, in Enterprise. I mean, that's almost true. There is a second Klingon in Starfleet after after Worf. It's just that she's half Klingon. Yeah. You got Not, Bola- no full Klingon. I don't know. There no might- true Klingon. <laughs> true Kl- Bolana Torres is Klingon, and, and she counts. <laughs> <laughs> One drop of Klingon blood. Yeah, it, this was fine. She's she's Klingon, so she's the second Klingon in Starfleet, although I cannot for the life of me remember if she was part of the Maquis crew or not. I think she yes. was. So then she's only in Starfleet by way of an emergency appointment then. Oh, yeah. She was uh, essentially just given a role on a ship although she hasn't been inducted into starfleet i always feel kind of bad for the 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 lower deck people on voyager because every time they meet a new person they're just like great let's give you a high rank and integrate you into the bridge crew (laughs) what are you neelix some fucking schlub we'll never talk to a person who's who's uh not you neelix (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile someone's like i've been on voyager for seven years Voyager's only existed for five years, and I've been here for seven of them. I helped build it for two years, and then I served on it. I haven't gotten a promotion once. Meanwhile, Seven and Nine came in, and you put her on tactical, on the, on the comms? She's Borg. What are you doing? <laughs> you should be keeping her in the cargo bay. <laughs> yes, put Seven of Nine in the cargo hold. <laughs> But no, they give her a commission and a rank, and she's way better than Naomi Wildman. Fuck Naomi Wildman. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Is what we're saying <laughs> is what here. We're, is the way Voyager works. Uh, yeah, so it turns out that Arid didn't want his brother to go off and join Starfleet, and he's up basically still mad about it, which is why he didn't send him a message mm-hmm. when he went to go do his ritual become a man thing yeah 
become a giant sized man thing. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Becomes a big purple man thing. <laughs> a giant sized purple man thing. He turns into a giant sized throbbing purple man thing. <laughs> Veiny, uncut, <laughs> firing hot white energy everywhere, uncontrollably, leaving no dry spots on the bed. <laughs> Just that sweat. <laughs> anyway, the two of them have a, a conversation about this, and then they leave to go get drinks somewhere. There's not mentioned where. I, I assume ten forward. Uh, yeah, they're they're just like, oh, we're gonna. I don't know. We have to get up there before they run out of drinks. Ha 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 ha. I have Ooh, to. Gu- I have to guess that that's a replicator joke. Although you know how it is on Starfleet, every single person's like, "Fuck replicator food." Am I right? Am I, I right? I only prefer real food cut from a cow. Yeah, I want to know that my food suffered. <laughs> like the salad I cut from a cow. <laughs> And ran well, we the grow replic- salads on cows now. Welcome to the future. <laughs> Everything hurts a cow. <laughs> uh, we grow all of the things we need on cows. Fuck them, am I right? I'd like some chicken nuggets, please. Very good, sir. That's cow dicks. <laughs> We've replaced their dicks with chicken nuggets. <laughs> Let's see if they notice. Moo, oh, yes. Ugh. Give me back my dick. <laughs> Yeah, so on their way to go get drinks, though, they walk across uh, Worf and Wolverine, and they are just in fucked up clothes, all torn, and Worf looks like just shit beat out of him. He's just pounded shit, because another thing is, if that's Boneclaw Wolverine, then he's in his prime, but Worf is way towards the end of his career here. Oh, yeah, Worf... Worf is getting on in years, and Wolverine is just like, oh, nothing's been better for me. I'm awesome. Yeah. So Wolverine is just fucking with Worf. Yes. He's like, hey, that was a pretty good workout, huh? And then, like, jabs him in one of his probably broken ribs. Yes, it was. Now, do not punch me through my throat like you did to that one thing. Uh, (laughs) Do you remember? (laughs) You remember when you did that? (laughs) I have a bat left. And, you know, they kind of... They they realize how ridiculous they look in front of these lower deck crew people, and so Worf has to be like, please, move along, about your business. Carry on. Nothing to see here. Shepard. <laughs> Rex. Uh, yeah. Vicarian. And this makes uh, Sovar even sadder, because he's like, aw, Worf finds family anywhere. Yeah, that's a weird thing. They're having this whole conversation about how unfair it is that when Worf returned to the ship, he immediately felt like he belonged there. And I'm like, yeah, he served on this ship for seven years. Of course. Like, if you were to serve on Worf's position, which you are apparently for seven years, then I'm sure when you came back, people would be like, hey, Sovar. Plus, if you're not human and you're on the Enterprise, no one gives a fuck what your forehead has on it, because all of them are just going to be constantly trying to convert you into more human values. (laughs) Hey, I know you've got this entire culture that values something else, but have you thought of human morality? Yeah, every time. Constantly. Shit, Rom put up with it for forever, and it cost him a goddamn leg. <laughs> they took my leg! <laughs> All right, so uh, so that's that. I, I think we go back to Irid here. Yeah, it's... Uh, the group is in Verdeen. It's nighttime, mm-hmm. and... Unlike Rahatan's thing where he was like, we're just going to go take over that city. He's instead like, hey, uh, one of you transformed is from Verdeen. Is there any place that's like abandoned that we could go hang out for a while? Yeah, it's some 15-year-old kid whose powers no one knows what they are yet. He's like, oh, yeah, they're uh, they're over here. Like, There's, there's a there's... whole series of abandoned tenements that they're going to bulldoze to put up new buildings, so yeah, no one's in them now. They're going to pave paradise, uh, but like... So they send out Luminous Eye Guy, because it turns out his powers is wall see-throughing. Yeah, he's got super eyes. Mm-hmm. He's got special eyes. <laughs> he's got Betty Davis eyes. Look. Look with your special eyes. <laughs> what do your elf eyes see? My brand. <laughs> They're uh, taking the hobbits to Isengard. To Isengard. To Isengard. <laughs> They uh they realize that there's a couple of homeless people in the building, so yeah. they send Irid and and some dude with bug skin and some other folks in to clear out the homeless. Yeah, so they're like, all right, you guys just go roust the uh people that are <laughs> crashing here, so that we may squat here. Yes, and indeed they do. But you'd think you'd be like the couple of homeless people; they should just let them stay in there because, as Irid rightly points out, while doing this job. 
oh, shoot, we're not killing these homeless guys. They're going to go tell everyone they got run, run out of these buildings by a big purple bug. Yeah, I'm like, you sent the wrong people to go roust these people, mm-hmm. although I assume that is Rahatan's plan, is he wants those people, because he sent in the ones that are like, I'll send the bug guy, the giant purple dude. Yeah, Sunny it's true. D. He's getting set to, he's basically building himself like a place to withstand a siege. Yeah, because what he wants is for Verdine to attack them because then he can be Justify. like, oh, yeah, oh, see, we are oppressed. Now let's take over the city. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's definitely what's <laughs> happening here. Uh, but Arid's pointing out the folly of this. It doesn't matter. They roust the homeless people and they set up a camp. And then in a classic Star Trek moment, the fast woman comes to visit him at night. Yeah, Corba comes over to where Arid is staying and is like, hey, I thought you might want to have some gravity, but I want to come to the Yeah, she basically micro-machine mans in him a little while. It turns out that she wants some company because she's cold. He notices that she is shivering and assumes it must be a function of her power. Like, she's always going super fast. Mm-hmm, because so. she has to. It turns out that, she, indeed, she must go fast. <laughs> indeed. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Why would I do? <laughs> Uh, you know, it's like Corba's always running around at the speed of sound. <laughs> I mean, she did just follow Rahatan into the city. <laughs> Sonic boom. <laughs> Sonic boom. I was just saying that she has to go fast all the time. She can't go less than 55 miles an hour or else she'll blow up. Oh, yeah. I don't know where you're coming from. <laughs> it seems like we're doing two very different things Very here. different things. No, here. but it, she's just here to bone down Star Trek style. She's just like... Ooh, I, I, I'm uh, cold because of my superpowers. Would you mind fucking me? <laughs> Level <Huh>? four. <laughs> you wanna you wanna keep me warm with your your purple dongus? Thanks. <laughs> Don't shoot hot hot energy into me, please. Uh, no guarantees. I'm not- <laughs> I haven't been on the pill for a while. <laughs> uh, so he holds her to keep her warm, and the the uh, subchapter ends. Indeed, he keeps her warm for quite a long time. Oh, oh, he holds her all night long all night long all night <laughs> sambolito <laughs> that's my favorite part of that song because that's not any language that's, hey, just, jumbo, jumbo. that's just made up crap that lionel richie thought would be fun he's like i just i just like saying weird things yep uh then we join Dr. Crusher and Archangel. Yep, Dr. Crusher is examining Archangel, who's lying down on a bed. And she's still calling him Archangel, even though he's lying on a hospital bed. And definitely not in any... You could call him Warren. It'd be okay. No. <laughs> Her patient is the X-Man known as Archangel. I wish that the the uh, the uh, Star Trek crew were taking the piss in this and just being like, well, then you shall call me Doctron. <laughs> I am the crusher. <laughs> the crusher of antibodies. Jordy's like, you can call me the forge. Oh, no, we've got one of those. We have a forge. No, no, no. Sorry. No. We it's, have a forge. It's weird. We have our own engineer, but he's just called Jordy the forge. <laughs> well, no one ever knew that forge's real name was Jordy, but uh, that's it. It doesn't come up very often. I think that's actually true that Forge is one of those mutants where his power or his uh, name is like unknown, but people assume Forge is his last name. Eh, I don't know. I well, I mean, we might know if one of us were to do Forge for the bonus content system mastery bonus content. You can go to patreon.com slash system mastery oh my god are we doing join a... us at the two dollar level we've got content we've got the meats <laughs> that's right system mastery we've got the meats brought to you by arby's <laughs> have you ever tried arby's how about trying arby's in a me undies outfit you ever eat arby's on a lisa mattress it's great you ever order arby's by mail you know stamps.com can <laughs> You ever want to send a letter to Arby's and tell them how much you appreciate their meats that they've got? (laughs) Are you in way too long of a line at the post office? You wish that instead of being at the post office, you could just be eating Arby's and listening to our (laughs) bonus content. (laughs) Patreon.com slash System Mastery. Join at the $2 level. You get our bonus content and more dumb garbage like this. Warby Parker is like the Lisa mattress of Netflix. (laughs) Ah! Okay, so anyway... They send uh, me my streaming content in a box? Also, their underwear fits great. Yeah, micromodal. 
I don't even know what that one is. That's that's me undies. Oh, okay. They're micro modal fabric. Oh, okay. I was thinking of Warby Parker, which I think is a different underwear one, or, sh- or glasses. No, that's glasses. Is that glasses? Damn, I don't know. Man, I know all of the dumb things that podcasts do because <laughs> every time you... it comes up, I'm like, Ugh. what are you listening to? You didn't used to listen to podcasts at all. What has changed? Oh, oh, it's to- I only watch podcasts. Oh, okay. I'll put it on on YouTube and watch them because then i can be more engaged with it but okay, if fair. i'm just listening to a podcast it's hard for me to like really pay attention i had no idea this is an interesting new facet of you i'm discovering because honestly i do not I, I don't like youtube for podcasts but i listen to podcasts incessantly i am constantly as often as i can get away with it i'm listening to something oh yeah yeah uh that said none of them are from the great folks at one shot podcast network <laughs> whose shows Absolutely i assume are great <laughs> I mean, I've been told, guys, if you're not listening to me on Arms of the Tide, what are you even doing? I'm awesome on it. (laughs) If you're not listening to him on Arms of the Tide, you're probably me, a person. (laughs) (laughs) If if you're like me, you don't listen to anything on the One Shot Network, because fuck them. Am I right? I am right. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. We we love our friends and networks and John's other show. All right, there we go. Everything's happy. Plus, don't buy any of those horrible... Yeah, who Web. wants a box of awesome, huh? Don't don't don't, don't buy anything from NatureBox or Stamps.com or whatever. It's oh, you can get your own personal stylist. <laughs> it's like having your own personal stylist. They'll ma- could you imagine how quickly that company that mails you a box of clothes would give up on the two of us? <laughs> hey, uh, just let us know what your style is, uh, schlub. Schlub, please. <laughs> Oh, very good, sir. Each month we'll send you three different pairs of artisanal cargo shorts <laughs> and various nerd-related t-shirts. <laughs> What's that? You've never worn a shirt in your life that didn't have a comic book character on it? No problem. 80% of our customers. Yeah. Uh, we're going to send you a lovely outfit, and uh, we're going to send you one of those piano ties and <laughs> I guess some suspenders. You're that kind of nerd, right? Uh, yeah. Hey, quick box. I have a uh, funeral to attend this weekend. Ah, no problem. Sandals it is. <laughs> ah, yes. A tuxedo t-shirt will be on the way. <laughs> Anyway, Dr. Crusher and Archangel. Dr. Crusher and and Archangel. She sees something in his blood, and she's like, ooh, I don't know if that's good. Oof. And he's like, oh, hold on. Let me guess. Is it uh, bioorganic particles? And she's like, yeah, you got some techno-organic stuff in there, and they remind me of something. The Borg. And he goes, nah, 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 hold on. A long time, this is one of my favorite lines in this chapter, so I'm excited here. A long time ago, I was captured by this creep apocalypse yeah that's how i generally refer to apocalypse some creep you know when apocalypse is looking in my window at night <laughs> apocalypse known for trying to take over the world so that the the uh, strong can rule the weak and upskirt filming yeah you know apocalypse the the guy who is attempting to destroy most of humanity and also runs around in a trench coat exposing himself <laughs> apocalypse who has universal control over every cell in his body but is really mad about sjw's <laughs> that creep that particular creep uh i now there is one thing in here i do want to say real quick please do that is fucking stupid Mm -hmm. so dr crusher is like oh yeah they remind me of the borg and he shrugs and says never heard of them excuse me i know right the previous comic to this is you guys fighting the borg Fuck you, Archangel. You have heard of them. I like the idea that he's just no-selling it because he he's just trying to be better. Borg? Never heard of them. Yeah, never heard of them. You gotta, be, you gotta be cooler than that to engage old Warren Worthington. <laughs> I don't know. How much money do the Borg have? Now, let me tell you about a little no-good Nick I ran into the other day named Mr. Sinister. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me tell you about a little ruffian I ran into the other day. Juggernaut. <laughs> Ooh. Nah, yeah. he's a tough customer. That's a real scamp, I'll tell you. <laughs> that little scamp Magneto. <laughs> Magneto's just a total ragamuffin. <laughs> Creep. What the fuck are we doing? Uh. So, yeah. If this he book had been made 20 explain. years later, it could have been, I ran into a little creep called the Creeper. Huh? <laughs> huh? Eh? Eh? Oh, wait, that's a DZ character. Never Oops, mind. Never mind. I didn't no, run it's into fine. It's fine. I forgot. I, I had it mixed up with the Prowler. Well, as you were. Yeah, so he has to explain, all right, uh, Apocalypse cut off my wings, replaced them with metal wings, but it turns out the metal wings are also just incubating my ability to grow new regular wings. 
what are you doing? That just sounds like Apocalypse was fucking around for fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? You know, if that's actually what was happening, then sure, Apocalypse is a creep. Yeah, Apocalypse is a creep who cut off my wings just so he could give me or metal wings that help me grow new wings. <laughs> what do we do? Well, well, you see, I got a lot of comic books to get through, so new Well, you shit. see, this was written a while after the comic where I was still Archangel and had the metal wings, but but now in current continuity, I have my regular wings back. But I'm so blue. I'm, so I'm going to make a reference to the fact that I am getting wings. But I'm still blue, and also I can shoot metal darts still, so that's... This is a particular... You know what? Why are we talking about me? Didn't you have sex with a ghost of a candle? <laughs> oh, that's my favorite Yankee candle smell, ghost. <laughs> Scottish ghost is my favorite Yankee candle. I would seriously consider buying one that was just Scottish ghost. <laughs> Scottish fuck ghost, the Yankee candle. It kind of smells like excessive sweat. Uh, all over the van. Just too much sweat. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, eventually she's like, all right, fine. I'll believe you that your techno-organic stuff in your blood isn't going to randomly turn you into the Borg. I don't know why she is worried about this. She's like, oh, you've got some little bits of, like, m machinery in your blood, and it's techno-organic, and I I guess I'm afraid you'll bleed on me and turn me into a Borg. I don't, I don't know, know what I'm doing here. I don't know what the I, I guess this is for people who have never heard of either Star Trek or the X Men and yet decided to buy this as their introductory to like ah I should probably buy Star Trek and the X Men and just kill two birds with one stone. That's why we have to have Beverly examine the perfectly healthy X Men over and over and over again, and why we have to have Jordy test out their powers so that we can let you know what all their powers are. I mean, ostensibly, all this is happening so we can discover a medical or biological reason why they are they are here, but it's just being used to serve them explaining their powers at the moment. <laughs> yeah, Crusher is like, all right, fine, I won't. Yeah, worry any more about your shit. But you still got to go see LaForge because he's going to test out your dumb powers. Mm -hmm. Which uh, Archangel immediately flies off the bio bed and lands next to Jordy and <laughs> across the room. Across the room. And even Cru and Crusher at this point is like, show off. God damn it. <laughs> what are you even doing? What are we doing? That was pointless. Don't you have like a 35 foot wingspan? You're on a ship. <laughs> you definitely just knocked a bunch of shit over doing that. <laughs> My medical tricorders. Oh. <laughs> my my various beakers. I, you know I'm going to make the emergency medical hologram clean this shit up. <laughs> State the nature of the medical emergency. Uh, there's shit all over the place. <laughs> oh, very well. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Doesn't matter. I'm still the best actor here. <laughs> Long-suffering Picardo. <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah, he flies over to Jordy, and I think this is our chance to do the final check-in with Arid in this three-chapter series. Oh, no, we have to get Jordy's business. Oh, fine, the Jordy business. Jordy is perplexed. The only thing he could determine from looking at all these X-Men is that the particles on Nightcrawler are kind of interesting. Yeah, he's like, Colossus, when he goes into steel form, gains mass, and I have no idea where the mass is coming from. The interesting thing about Colossus is that he can generate mass out of nowhere and then send it away out of nowhere, and he is wasting his time pushing tractors around and saying Tovarish, when theoretically he could be the world's greatest source of free energy. <laughs> and yet, I mean, he generates a ton of energy. All he needs to do is get into his uh, metal form and go... And a big ball of energy will go around him. <laughs> and then they just need to harness that energy and they can use it to power a train that'll take you clear across the continental divide. <laughs> but you've got to listen to that the whole time you're on the train. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. And then he's like, Shadow Cat can manipulate her molecules such that she gets to phase through atoms. And this is another show reference drop where he's like, I remember a time where me and some unnamed crew member got caught in a similar situation due to an excess of chroniton particles. But there were no chronotons on Shadow Cat. You should have also mentioned, why not just name drop here? That happened to me and Ro Laren, and also some Romulan who had one of the more horrible deaths in Star Trek because he just got pushed out of the ship. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so basically the only thing he's got to go on is 
even with the little techno organic stuff in Archangel, that wouldn't explain why they would be dumped here. No, no. Uh, and honestly, it's weird that they would be dumped here at all. Something's very unusual. How come they could have gone anywhere at any time or place, he thinks? They could have gone to Ryza. Okay, yeah, you sure do know that one planet, Jordy. You know what? Less holodeck for you, buddy. <laughs> hey, he also mentions Rurapente. Yeah, what's Rurapente again? I've completely... Oh, the prison colony planet. It's the Klingon prison colony planet from Undiscovered Country. Yeah. Okay. Um, and... He's like, but they could have like, gone to another dimension that doesn't even have humanoids. Yeah, but instead they're here. Right here at Starbase 88. I don't understand what pulled them here. It's like they got pulled to their friends. <laughs> Indeed. They got pulled to a place in a dimension at a time where we would be able to meet them. This is way too specific of a place to show up for it to be a coincidence. That has never been a problem on any Star Trek show ever. Right? They never discuss the the odds. Yeah, as soon as Jordy was like, well, this doesn't make any sense as far as the odds go, and I'm like, please. There's uh, the episode of Voyager where they get, where a guy comes through and beams a bunch of stuff off their ship, and they have to be like, well, he stole our computer core and the mobile emitter for the Doctor, and somehow, because the holodeck was showing a Leonardo da Vinci program at the time, Leonardo da Vinci got routed through the stolen computer core into the mobile emitter, so now Leonardo da Vinci's on this, on this random alien planet. Plus, because he's from the holodeck, he thinks he's in 16th century America. Sure. And no one's like, that's completely ridiculous. That, wh- why? What? No, what? that doesn't make any fucking sense. No. That'd be like saying, I kicked my Nintendo and it started playing Sega games. <laughs> Which I'm sure some kid said at some point on the fucking playground was like, yeah, one time I put a Sega game in my Super Nintendo and it worked. And then a secret level that only shows up if you do that happened. And I played Sonic in the Mario Brothers level. <laughs> yep, that's what happened. It turns out you can get the two cartridges to have special cartridge sex, and it moves the it split it switches the characters in them. Uh, also, I know sweet karate moves. <laughs> My hands are registered. I have a pilot's license. <laughs> Guys, I know I'm only in fourth grade, but I've had sex. <laughs> Level four sex. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, yeah, it turns out that it's probably got something to do with them. Their Verteron particles. Who knows? Meanwhile, at the uh, abandoned buildings full of Jaldian... Nope, that's it. <laughs> oh, is that? Oh, okay, you're right. We're done. Yeah, because that's the end of chapter 11. I was about to tell the sex story again, I think. I don't know what was going <laughs> Meanwhile, on Meanwhile, Corb like, ooh, give it to me. Ooh, give it to me extra. It feels like you're very good at this because I experience time at a higher speed than you. <laughs> it feels like you're just really, you know, going slow and taking your time. <laughs> I appreciate your attention to slow detail. I'm, I'm pumping like a jackhammer. <laughs> Yeah, sure you are. Uh-huh. Yeah, you moved around a little. <laughs> Hold on, let me do this. <laughs> My <laughs> dick's on fire! My burning dick of fire! It's like having sex with one of those old-fashioned elementary school pencil sharpeners. <laughs> <laughs> You've whittled my dick to a point, woman! <laughs> well, that's fine. All Jollians have pointed dicks. We just haven't mentioned it yet. <laughs> Da-da-da-da-da-da. Thanks for listening. So, there you go. That is our episode for this week. <laughs> that was really off the rails. That was a little shaggy as far as episodes go. That's fine. It's all fine. That's fine. Go to patreon.com slash systemmastery and support us there at the $2 level to unlock the bonus content, which we are now going to go and record. Yeah, we're going to go find some stuff about the X-Men universe or the, the Star Trek universe. Mm-hmm. At Memory Alpha and Beta and the Star Trek fandom, and then we are going to tell those stories to you and to each other, which once again you can find very easily by going to patreon.com slash systemmastery and supporting us at the $2 level. Also, because it's coming real soon, I feel like I really should start plugging the book more than, than I have been. I mean, hey. We are really bad at that. If you go to SystemMasteryPodcast.com, you can find a link to buy our book. Yeah, just buy our book. Buy our book. I don't understand what you're, what you're pressing the forward skip button for. All we're doing is saying buy our book. <laughs> Uh, that's right. You can pre-order now. It'll show up if you're on our Discord, which you should be because it's awesome. It is a good Discord. Uh, There's no politics thread. Yeah. It's the best Discord. <laughs> and you can get a one-time-only chance to get an exclusive color for those that pre-order the book. Yeah, and if you're not normally a patron and you buy that book and you get that purple color, it gives you access to some rooms you would otherwise have to be a patron to get at. Yeah. Because I haven't figured out how to fix those settings yet. So please, <laughs> bask in the glory of the purple user for in, in, until I get off my ass and fix it. 
Yeah. Yeah. You got a rare opportunity here, uh-huh. and you got to capture it. Yep. Would you just let it slip? <laughs> Plus, our Discord has Mackay Pfeiffer. Plus, our Discord is Mom's Spaghetti. <laughs> There's vomit in the channels already. Mom's Spaghetti. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, you can uh, you can find that. At, uh, just go to our website, SystemMasteryPodcast.com. There's a link on the front page to buy our book, which we have, we have been plugging for several minutes without mentioning the title or the contents. Oh, hell yeah. Because <laughs> you know what? That's not the good Q-Zone of the book. The <laughs> The best things about the book are that we wrote it. But what about the T-Zone of the book? Well, the T-Zone is filled with pure cigarette goodness. <laughs> so smoke Chesterfields up, up, up. Uh, no, it, the, the book's called A Dragon Walks Into a Bard. It's a book of Dungeons and Dragons and other role-playing game-themed jokes. Literally like fourth-grade style jokes. Oh, yeah. This is your classic scholastic book fair-level humor book. And by God, I love it. It's it's a crazy idea, just crazy enough for you to go and pre-order it at SystemMasteryPodcast.com. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. While you're there, go ahead, check out our other podcast. Check out my reviews for the month. It's yeah. October. I'm reviewing a horror movie every goddamn day. Yeah, you're amazing at that. I, I have not the fortitude. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I've been, I would say, for the past week or so that it has been very lucky and that I've only had a couple of super bad ones. I'm excited. I haven't, I'm a little behind at the moment. I haven't read any of the ones about Indonesian dolls yet. Oh, yeah. You haven't read my Creepy Doll Week stuff? I have, I have yet to dive into the Creepy Doll Week. I'll try to get to it today. I'm excited about it. There you go. Just like how I'm certainly going to start listening to that Arms of the Tide today now. <laughs> certainly I going to do that. Promised. So excited about Arms of the Tide. I'm just quit kidding, Quinn. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Just don't ask me any questions about it. Okay. So <laughs> thanks for listening. Have a great week. Oh yeah. wait, no. Hang on. I'm the best there is at what I do, and what I do is listen to my friends' content. <laughs>